Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Mom, Dad, I'm a Thespian, the Flagstaff High School Troop 6910 Thespian Society podcast. My name is Dermot Luchart. I am the president of Thespian Society Troop 6910, as well as the host of this podcast. Um, today, we are super excited uh, to have you listen in with us, because this week we are starting a brand new thing for this podcast. We're starting the Flagstaff Theater Interview Series, uh, where we're going to be going around and we're going to be interviewing directors from local theater companies just to see how everyone is getting by in this current COVID-19 craziness that everybody's going through. So I am super excited to introduce the first of those to you today. Uh, it is an interview with Don Tucker, the director of Flag Shakes, and it is conducted by our very own Eden Fay, the, uh, a, a member of our international thespian troupe here at Flagstaff High School. So without further ado, let's turn it over to them. Uh, yeah, enjoy. Hello, Don. How are you? Hi, I am doing well and it is going just fine. Let's talk about Lie of the Mind, which due to the current cautions surrounding the coronavirus had to cancel its second weekend and you had to move a bunch of stuff around. What was the process of making those decisions like for you? Well, obviously it was the first time I've ever made a decision like that. Um, well, there was one other time when we had to cancel a show uh, halfway through because of lightning. And that's as close as I've ever come to something like this. Uh, but that was like an in-the-moment, on-the-spot decision. Uh, while this cancellation process felt very fast, like if you had asked me on Monday if I would think about canceling the second weekend of performances by that Friday, I there never would have been on my mind. But we all saw how quickly um, the COVID crisis came stateside and how quickly self-quarantining, you know, became really the best solution for that. So that was very interesting. Luckily, we were able to, you know, identify dates for the remount and let the actors know that that was going to happen before um, before we had to tell them that we were canceling that second weekend, original weekend. So that was good. And I know they felt good about um, having the dates, the future dates, because they worked so hard on that show. It's a heavy show, it's a funny show, it's a long show, it's a weird show, and it's a very ensemble piece. So there was no one you know, who hadn't just put in hours and hours um, working on character and lines and et cetera. So um, it was a really amazing play. I'm glad that we got to do a full weekend of it before we had to, to decide to uh, reschedule that last week. And when is that new performance time, if you can tell us? So we're rescheduled for May 16th and 17th. Um, obviously, uh, things are unfurling such that, you know, we're not 100% sure what things are going to look like in May. Uh, but if those May dates um, don't work, and I, I really feel confident that we'll be able to do it in May at this point, but if they don't work, then we have a contingency plan for that also. So we'll make sure we get to this to the audiences. Um, and and uh, anyone who had tickets for the second weekend and didn't already transfer them is welcome to do so. And anyone who didn't buy tickets should because it's a great, great, great piece. So Awesome. 
why don't you talk a little bit about the fun you have set up for your actors now that their time on stage and obviously off has been extended? Yeah, so we're actually pretty lucky at Flag Shakes because we have a monthly growth fund and that monthly donation fund is really helpful to us in this moment. So we're both looking for increased donations to that fund because while it's very helpful, it doesn't quite pay uh, the staff that we have and we have three local part-time staff and four local independent contractors who all rely on income from Flag Shakes. So we have that, but then for actors, what we're starting is the support fund, which would actually increase what we pay actors for the rest of the year. So um, a lot of our actors work in the Valley when they're not here, in Phoenix. Obviously, everything there is shut down. We have several actors who come from New York, MLA, everything is shut down. So we know that a lot of our actors are losing income. And what we want to do is, for the rest of the season, be able to increase our typical stipend just to sort of try to make up for that a little bit. So we're calling it our actor support fund and 100% of people's donations from that will go directly to our actors. Cool. So the next thing I want to bring up is the series that you just recently started, the uh, Lamplight Poet series. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so we just started that. Um, you know, I think when this happened, everyone started thinking about like online content that they could produce. And it was interesting because I have I've taught drama for years. Obviously, I'm really passionate about theater, but there wasn't anything that got me very excited. Uh, and then one day, actually, in the shower, I was like, "But poetry! <laughs> I could teach poetry online." And as soon as I had the idea, it seemed both so fun and so um, sort of easy and accessible for me to do because I have all of the, you know, I mean, I taught it for six years, seven years. So I have this huge breadth of knowledge of poems and types of poetry. And then it just seemed like it would be this nice, easy thing that I could just sit in my living room and teach people how to do. And then they could sit in their living room and do it. Um, and then actually, interestingly, on a podcast that I like listening to, they just said the other day, you know, like, if you're the kind of person who writes at all, like, pull out your journal, break out your pens, like this is the kind of time that we want to be recording and writing about because it will be so odd in the future to talk about this time period and people will want to know what it felt like for just everyone all around the world in their day-to-day -day life to live through something like this. So, And where can people find this series? So it's on Facebook. Um, it's also on YouTube. It's on our YouTube channel just in case people don't have Facebook. Um, so we have it on our Facebook and then very shortly, uh, probably by the time this podcast comes out, there will be a link to it on our website under education so people can find both all of the videos and all of the like sort of um, downloads that go with it because I have little worksheets and additional poems and links to poets and those kinds of things. So it will have its own website very soon on the flagshakes.org page. That sounds awesome. So I want to shift to something that I think is more of a personal thing. As you mentioned before, you are an educator. And so do you have any suggestions for the theatrical youth of today as to how they can stay creative and get through these wacky times? Yeah, read all the books. Um, there are so many wonderful books on acting out there, uh, like Uta Hagen's Respect for Acting. Uh, I would recommend that people get Kristen Linkletter's book, Freeing the Natural Voice. Uh, it's full of 
sort of um, activities, um, that's the wrong word, exercises that you can do on your own. Um, what I've done in the past, if I want to work through that book, is I just like, because you often have to have your eyes closed <laughs> in this vocal work or you're upside down or it's kind of fun and funky, but you can just record it for yourself and then play it and then go through the exercises on your own. So I'd recommend, yeah, Kristen Linkletter's Freeing the Natural Voice, Uta Hagen's Respect for Acting. Um, there are a lot of other books out there on acting techniques uh, that actors could pick up. And if you do, then my advice would be, you know, just take it all with a grain of salt and see what works for you. <laughs> um, there are also, you know, old episodes of things like Inside the Actors Studio that are available. Um, I know that I just saw a resource uh, with a bunch of different videos from um, Shakespeare theaters, and I can't remember what it was called, but probably if you just Googled like interviews with Shakespeare actors, <laughs> you could find whatever that series was. And then also take advantage of all of the people who are free streaming right now, because your best tool as an actor is imitation. So watch the amazing performers who are free streaming content and steal everything from them. So that would be my advice. That's great. So you are actually in the beginning stages of another show as, as you like it. Um, so how has that process gone for you with all of the craziness happening right now? Yeah, it actually, I just Skyped uh, with the director who was in New York, but is now in Texas because <laughs> he needed to get somewhere he could hunker down. Um, and we finished casting the show. So we just took the whole casting process online. That's not too different for us. We get very few in-person auditions here in Flagstaff, um, especially if people we haven't already seen and don't already know. Um, so we did an all online casting process and I would say, I think we cast maybe two new actors that I've never worked with before who were cast based on video submissions. Uh, and then the rest of people were people that either James, uh, James Cougar Canfield is the one directing it, uh, that he either had um, identified from work he had directed in the past or who people have seen uh, with Flag Shakes before. So uh, James is um, really, he's really wonderful. He wants this, he has some crazy fantastic ideas for this as you like it. Um, and he had really specific ideas about what sort of um, changes he wanted to make to the gender presentation of characters. So uh, people will see some surprising things like Orlando will be played by a woman and Phoebe will be played by a man. Um, so we have some different uh, sort of like, as far as the presenting gender of the character, casting for this show than I think I've seen before. And I think he made those choices with a lot more um, insight and forethought than I've seen before also. So he has a really unique approach to the play. Cool. So this question is a lot less serious, but what is one Shakespeare show that you think everyone should read during this quarantine? Othello, if they haven't read it. <laughs> Definitively always my answer is Othello. Um, it's, my, it's my absolute favorite Shakespeare play, and I could read it... I mean, I could read it probably just, like, on repeat, 
and never get everything out of it that there is to get out of that play. Um, so that's the one that I would strongly rec recommend reading if you haven't. Um, if you've read Othello and you're interested in reading you know, something by Shakespeare, maybe that's a little more, uh, if you're interested in reading something by Shakespeare that's maybe a little less, uh, you know, well-known or read, I personally re read the Henry the Sixes, all three of them, uh, right in a row, right before I went to grad school for Shakespeare, because it was one of the sort of, it was some of the plays I hadn't finished before. I'd never read of Shakespeare's. Um, and I love them. They're like, crazy, weird, extraordinary. They're not deeply philosophical all of the time. Sometimes they are. But if you can read them, um, like, a, you know, read them and sort of imagine them like a graphic novel or like Game of Thrones, like, they're fascinating and crazy and weird and the weirdest things happen in those plays. So those would be my two recommendations. Either Othello, which I think is, in my opinion, is one of Shakespeare's masterworks. Um, and uh, alternately, Henry VI, part one through three, just go for it. But part one, for sure, because that's got Joan of Arc and devils and blood sacrifices, and just do it. <laughs> that's great. Do you have shows or movies or anything that you would suggest people watch that have particularly great acting in them? I mean, so I watch a lot of Star Trek, and that has the full spectrum. Some of those people can't act their way out of a paper bag, uh, and some of those people are some of the best actors on TV. So if you, if, if you want to check out some next gen, I mean, LeVar Burton is maybe one of the most incredible actors uh, of all time. It doesn't matter what weird dialogue they give him to say or what bizarre string of concepts um, he always makes it feel urgent natural um, vital he's always present um, same thing with Patrick Stewart of course he's just amazing uh, and then you can contrast that with a I don't know, I shouldn't badmouth <laughs> any actors even on a small podcast but you could contrast that with a little Deanna Troy and be like What's she not doing that LeVar Burton is doing? Um, and so I, I love that. Um, I also love it because it makes me, oh, it always makes me a little hopeful about humanity to watch that. Uh, other things with really great acting that I've been watching. Um, I'm not sure if I can swear, but the end of... Um, and so I, I love that. Um, I also love it because it makes me, oh, it always makes me a little hopeful about humanity to watch that. Uh, other things with really great acting that I've been watching. Um, I'm not sure if I can swear, but The End of the Fucking World, that's on Netflix. That has amazing acting. It's just really brilliantly acted. So if you need to bleep that out, it's actually like the end of the effing world is what it says on Netflix. So that's good. And that one has some really, uh, some really fantastic performances. Plus it's just... It'll, it'll completely take you out of what's going on here for a while. That is always good, especially in times like these. Is there anything else you would like to plug in terms of Shakespeare or otherwise? I would just say, you know, like, keep really engaged in your community. And there are a lot of artists out there doing amazing things and just start seeing what they're doing. Even if you can't um, donate per view or anything like that, 
just viewing, liking, commenting is a really big help to artists at this moment. So if you know someone who's doing something, I know Chomsky School of Business put up uh, internet um, improv the other day. So if you can find that on Facebook, check it out, watch it, just see anything that's going on in the local community. Um, and flag, Arts Council just started their hashtag uh, creative flag staff. So if you search for that hashtag creative flag staff, you should be able to find some cool things local artists are doing. Awesome. Well, that's all the questions that we have for you today. Um, thank you so much for joining us, Don. My pleasure. <laughs> thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you so much, Eden Faye. Thank you so much, Don Tucker. Thank you for joining us, and thank you for all of that wonderful information. Um, I've got just a couple things I want to say before we close out this episode of the podcast. First, I want to thank everybody who submitted stuff for Creative Flagstaff. Uh, it's been super fun for me looking at their Instagram stories and looking just at the hashtag on Instagram, seeing all of the awesome things that people are putting out. Um, uh... So yeah, keep doing that. Keep making sure that you're being creative. Keep staying on top of that. Use some of those tools that Don was talking about. And then uh, second thing is a little bit more of a uh, serious thing. Um, this Monday we learned that we would not be going back to school. Uh, the actual building this the, for the rest of this semester. Which is a huge bummer for me as a senior and I know for a lot of other people as well. Um, yeah, it's it's still kind of weird for me. I still don't think it's totally hit me yet. I keep kind of waking up and thinking, oh, no, I'm late for school, or, oh, well, I can't wait to see everybody in, in advanced acting, or I can't wait to see everybody after school for rent rehearsal. And uh, so, yeah, that's it's been pretty hard, um, and I know it's been hard for everyone involved. Um, but I want you to know that I miss you, and I'm thinking about you, and I can't wait until we get to see each other again. Um, but in the meantime, go ahead and keep reaching out, keep making art, keep talking to each other, keep making sure that these connections aren't being lost just because of a crazy, unforeseen, terrible thing. Um, yeah, I think that's all that I have for today, so... I'll talk at you next week when we will have another uh, installment of our interview series, this time with Joe Maniglia and Jan Rominger of uh, Theatricos Theatre Company. So, yeah, make sure to stay tuned for that. And otherwise, good night, good night. Parting is such sweet sorrow. Talk at you next week. Mm -hmm.